0: This is the Sanctuary LA podcast. We are a real church for real people in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. All right, Doxology, remember, uh, check out our podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud, um, and you can listen to it there. Uh, They've been going up there pretty quick. We have an amazing tech team, our dream team, that literally gets our podcast up before we leave the building. So they turn that around super quick, because we want to make sure you go home. Back in the day, we used to call it a doggy bag. Anybody know what that is? Yes? All the people, my age and older went, yeah, I know what a doggy bag is. Um, and so with that, what a doggy bag is, is the food you take home after you order it. You know what I'm saying? Like if this were a restaurant, right, I'm serving the word, right? But I want to bring, take you home. Anybody love a home plate? Take home a plate. There's people uh, come over our house. We, people don't even ask. We don't we want something. No, they're in the kitchen after everybody's eating it, and they're already fixing themselves a bag to take home. Anybody love to take home the styrofoam thing with food in it? Alright, anybody ever had the bad habit of going in the kitchen? You weren't at the restaurant, but you went in and ate somebody's food at the styrofoam plate, and people are like, where are my chicken wings? I was like, oh, I thought, I didn't, I'm sorry, anybody? Yeah. Point to somebody in the room that has done that to you. They ate your leftovers. No? Alright, yeah. Somebody's like, I'm I did it, I did it. All right. Any roommate situations? Anybody ever you put your name on the food in the fridge? You're like, nah. Post-it note that's got my name on it. Sharpie on this tin foil. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Look at your neighbor. And say, don't mess with my food. All right, my wife does not allow me to eat her food. Like she, I'm thinking maybe it's a white person thing. I don't know, but I'm like, well, we're married, right? Don't I get? And she's like, no, this is my food. You have your own food. Anybody else like that? Like, eat your own food. Like, yeah, see, that's okay. All right. My wife's the same way. All you people are scared to raise your hand in here. What's wrong with you? (laughs) Come on now. You can be honest. You can keep it real. It says it on the building. We're a real church for real. Let me say it again. We're a real church for Real people. So here we go. Back to worship. I got distracted there on the food. But I want you to take it on, listen to that podcast, and get the word in you. All right. So 2 Corinthians chapter 7, uh, I'll start in verse 1, but I just want to give you a picture of what this is about so you know what we're reading about. Many of you might already know, but I'm going to assume some don't. But basically, David was a king. He died. Before he died, God told him, your son Solomon's going to build the temple. Because you did some bad stuff, David, you can't build the house. Okay? He had too, too much bloodshed. He killed too many people. God's like, look, gonna, your son's going to build it. And so um, God told David that. Your son Solomon is going to build the temple. So Solomon, his son, ends up, he builds a temple. He, he, he does what he is called to do. He builds the house of God. And then he puts the ark in there, which represents the presence of God. That's the first thing that went up in there, the altar, which represented the place where we meet God. And so he did all the things. He had all the people in their positions. He prayed. And this is what happened after he builds a the house. They're about to dedicate the house of God. And 2 Chronicles chapter seven verse one it says this: When Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven. Amen. Wouldn't that be awesome if after we pray, fire comes down? Somebody say Amen. amen. I mean, when we pray, I'm here to tell you that prayer just isn't something you asking something from God. Prayer is an act of of God coming down to earth. Prayer changes things. More than that, prayer changes me. Prayer changes me. Prayer changes me. Uh, My wife loves that I pray because she knows I am changing when I pray. I am a great husband, I'm an awesome husband, I am a man of God. I put God first, but God is still working on me. And when I pray, my wife is happy because she knows God's still changing me. I'm I'm sure my wife could tell you a list of things that God's still working on in my life. She has already arrived. She is just like Jesus, but God's still working on me. (laughs) She's like, yes, I am. Okay. So, but, But when Solomon finished praying. And we talked about last week how prayer is a form of worship. Doxology is really right worship and expressing it the right way. Um, that term doxology speaks of glory. Doxa in the Greek is the word glory or weightiness of God. When God shows up, it, he adds value to people's lives. And when we value him in our worship, he, brings, he reveals our value to us. He, he brings some weight to the place. All right. That when if God's presence is here, this place, this house, this church is going to be valuable. Not because of anything that I have done or we have done. It's because His presence is here. That's what makes the house of God so valuable. His presence. It is intangible at times, meaning it's just it's it's not like we we don't have the formula to the presence of God, but we know that He responds to worship. He responds to worship. He responds to our praise. And, and, and when a people get together to worship God, I'm telling you, that environment is valuable not only to God and the kingdom of heaven but also to this community. That the presence of God is all about value. And here we go. Fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices. And the glory of the Lord filled the temple. The glory of the Lord filled the temple. Verse 2. And the priests could not enter the house of the Lord. Wouldn't it be awesome if we literally, God was so thick up in here, we're like, yo, we can't even get in the building. (laughs) Have you ever been to something that was popping and you can't even, it's too full? It's happening. You gotta come to the neck, you, you gotta come to the next day, to the next, whatever. There's a line out the door, and that, man, people stole that from God. God's glory was so thick. And I just want to speak it on a spiritual level. We want the presence of God so thick up in here that 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 my, my methods and my humanistic ways don't fit. It's too much of God up in there. I want God's presence to be so thick in my house that my attitude just doesn't fit up in there. <laughs> Come on, somebody. I want, I want the presence of God so thick in my, in my personal life that there's no room for me. Amen. Now, there's room for you. We love you. You're welcome here. But you know what I'm saying by me? Those, those ways and things about me that I don't, I want God. I want so much God, less of me and more of Him. Amen. They could not, because the glory, they could not enter the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. And I just have three simple points for you this morning, church. And this is my first point, is God's glory is what is most important in the house of God, in my life, in my marriage. I'm here to tell you that the presence of God is the most important thing. This is what doxology is. It is the weightiness of God. It is the thing that I was created to worship. I was not created to be a pastor, first and foremost. I was not created to, you were not created to do what you do at work, first and foremost. You were created to worship. And yes, there are things you're called to do, but the primary thing humanity is called to do is to worship. I just want to join with creation. All of creation knows why it's here. The sun, the moon, and the stars, they are not to be worshiped, they are worshiping. Come on, somebody, even rocks, the Bible says, will cry out. Then rocks rock just sitting there was created to give God glory the ocean created to give God glory the sun moon and stars the trees the birds um, Even you know what I'm saying all the creepy they're all here just to worship God Amen. come on somebody sometimes I think animals and, and, and created things other than humanity have more sense to know why they're here than we do Amen. oh Jesus I'm preaching good Come on, somebody. Worship. Somebody say, worship. worship. Say it like you mean it. Say, worship. worship. Say it again. Say, worship. worship. So, worship brings the presence of God. What, what if God's glory filled this house t- to the same degree it happened here? What if, what if? What if that? What if God got so thick in here I couldn't even stand to preach? Just laid on down. Couldn't even get up. Come on, somebody. The presence of God is most important. Always, always, always the most important thing. I have a really cool quote here from John Piper. God is most glorified. Everybody say, Glory. Glory. Say it like I Say, Glory. Glory. Come on, you guys got to practice. Come on now. Somebody say, Glory. Glory. <laughs> but God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in Him. Mm hmm. Somebody say, Ooh. Say it again, preacher. Here we go. Here we go. God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him, in his presence. Is the fullness of joy. God's glory is what is what really matters. It is what is most important. One of our interns told me today from TCMI, the School of Ministry in Southgate. They come here and serve. Come on, give it up for TCMI. But... I was um, in there teaching Growth Track to him. Our um, Growth Track is um, is a is a four week um, sessions of people that want to fl- learn more about our church, discover your gifts, and to join the team. That's what Growth Track's for. I was in there with one of our interns today. He's in class three today, uh, session three, and he was telling me that when he first came into this house, he said he came in. He said, "This is exact words." He said, "The presence of God was was strong. You could just perceive." God's presence here that he just began to weep, sitting there weeping. And he's like, I've experienced the presence of God. He grew up in a great church and all that, but it was the presence of God that placed value on this place to him. It was nothing I said. It wasn't my word. I was like, did you get something out of the word, too, brother? Did you?" He didn't say nothing about the word, but uh, he did say something about the presence of God. But but say, am I right? Say this with me. Say, say this with me. Say God's glory is what is most important. Your worship's more important than my preaching. Come on, somebody, somebody say amen. I say your worship's more important than you serving. Because if you worship right, serving's going to be right. There's people in church. Come on now. I, I've been in church for a little minute here, and, and there's people serving it nasty. Not in this church. Some other church. No. Some. Because you could do things and still be nasty. But you can't worship and be nasty at the same time. <laughs> you could pastor and be all full of sin. I, I didn't say I was. But, but you, you could be singing, anointed, and be all full of stuff. But you can't worship. You can't, you can't worship long and stay the same way. Worship at doxology, glory, weightiness, giving God glory, you can't worship and stay how you are. Amen. You can serve, though. You you And I'm not saying not serve. We, we, we have plenty of opportunities to serve here, amen. okay? <laughs> all of our leaders said, amen. <laughs> Join the team today. Yeah. But I'm saying, but worship's first. Amen. Worship and all that can be worship, but I'm just saying, if it ain't worship, oh man, it's, it ain't worth nothing. It ain't worth nothing if it ain't worship. Your your singing ain't worth nothing if it ain't worship. Playing the, the the instrument, doing what you're called to, ain't worth nothing if it ain't worship. If it ain't worship first, God be glorified in this. God be magnified in this. As good as you are, as great as you are, as, as talented as you are, if that thing you, that thing ain't working out in your life, it ain't worship. It don't mean nothing in God and in the kingdom of God. And on that day, I'm telling, I'm gonna give you a little old school preaching here. One day, I'm gonna stand before God myself, and I'm gonna give an account for everything I've done, and 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 and, and those things. Things that are going to pass through. That's going to be the heart of worship. That this is worship, man. This—if we can get worship right, our relationships. I, I believe we struggle so much in our relationships with one another because our worship isn't right. Because if worship was right, we would act right. <laughs> All right, I'm preaching to myself here. I'm going to listen to the podcast tomorrow on my way to work in the car. But here we go. Here's my. Here, here we go. Verse three. Are you guys getting something out of this? Verse 3. Here we go. 7 verse 3. When all the children of Israel saw how the fire, the fire came down and the glory of the Lord on the temple, they bowed their faces to the ground on the pavement and worshipped. Everybody say worshipped. He prayed. When he was finished praying, heaven came down and their response was worship. And worshiped and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endures forever. here's Here's my second point. I only got three. It's this is worship releases God's goodness and mercy. All right? That you will only understand the goodness of God in his presence. That so many many people tried to tell me before I experienced Jesus and his presence, they tried to tell me how good God was, and it didn't register until I myself got in his presence. When these people got in the presence of God, their first thing out of their mouth was, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. He's good. And sometimes, even us as Christians, when we're not in the presence of God, we forget how good he is. And we start to listen to the voice of the enemy. It ain't gonna work out. It ain't this. They don't like you. It ain't you. You're going down the wrong path. There's confusion, doubt, unbelief, things from your past. I'm telling you, it all starts with worship, and worship uh, pr- brings mercy and glory as, uh, through the presence of God. And if we could just get in the presence of God, we will see and experience just how good God is. God's presence always reveals His goodness. And his mercy, worship releases God's goodness and His mercy. Hallelujah! When we are without the presence of God, we will question His goodness every time. All right, and and there's times we all go through things, and we don't always feel this isn't an emotion you know he he touches our emotion but by faith walking with god that when we are outside the presence of god as pastor jay says has has said to me we 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 human beings malfunction outside the presence of god outside the presence of god is when i don't act right and i know none of you in here can testify to that you you all a bunch of little angels But it's the presence of God that keeps me right. All right. Worship releases God's goodness and his mercy. All right. Here we go. Verse four. Then the king and all the people offered sacrifices before the Lord. King Solomon offered a sacrifice of 22,000 bowls. Man, that's a lot of bulls. And, and 120,000 sheep. All right? So the king and all the people dedicated the house of God. And the priest attended to their services. And so it goes on to read some more about that. How they began to praise God for his mercy and theirs forever. But this is, this is my third point here. This is my third point is the glory of God positions us for purpose. This is so powerful. So uh, the, the temple was created, and Solomon prays, and he and actually before ver, uh, chapter 7, he talks about, Lord, we turn from our sin, and we turn to you, and we ask that you would come and make this place your home, and fire comes down from heaven, and and as a result of the fire and the glory of God coming down, they, they experienced the presence of God, they began to worship, they experienced His goodness and mercy, and then it says that the, the priest started to attend unto their services, and so it is. It's the presence of God that will begin to uh, cause you to step into what you're called to do. It's the presence of God that, that God desires to lead you. When the presence of God is on your life, you don't have to struggle so hard with finding out what you're called to do. I think sometimes we have so many questions. God, what am I going to do? What am I supposed to do? I'm here to tell you right now, if you get in the presence of God, if you worship God, open up your heart to God, I believe with all of my heart, just like these priests, once the presence of God was there, they started to do what they were called to do. They started to attend unto their services. They they started to position themselves in the place that they were called to serve. serve. That word, attended to their services, it means they, they stood in their function they took their assigned positions they took they they stand in that they stood in their fun, their function and they took on their assigned positions in the presence of god and there's many times when people come through our growth track and they want to uh, serve and, and and jump on the team um, that sometimes they, they'll ask, "Hey, wherever you know, wherever you maybe need me, like I'm available wherever you need me to go." And I think that's great. Like people's hearts are just open. they're like, "Hey, man, wherever. But I, but I like to flip the script a little bit and say that you innately have something that God put inside of you, and I'm here to tell you right now that that is specific, it is distinct. It is yours it is a gift you're better at it than most people and god put it inside of you and god wants you to discover that thing that he put inside of you and sometimes i'm like okay i mean i'll do that but and i appreciate that heart but there is something specific that you are called of god And that, and my heart is that as you're in the presence of God, you're going to find yourself in the vocation God called you to be in. Like in our church here, we have a lot of professionals that work with kids. And our kids' church is full of them. And I'm like, wow, we got professionals up in here. (laughs) And, and one, uh, one, a teacher from Mendez High School is a teacher in the special ed area. She's now just recently gonna be joining our team to serve with our kids. Isn't that awesome? And me as a parent, I mean, you know, everybody's serving and doing that, but it's amazing that something God put in you, I'm here to tell you that as you, you serve in the house, it's not just for the house. Sometimes people are already operating in that, and then they take what God had put them and say, hey man, I'm here to serve the community with this thing. Like, I'm going to make money out during the week, but I'm here to just pour, just to give this thing that God has given me. I'm here to, I'm here to serve. I'm here to operate in that thing and what God has put inside of me. There's so many uh, different gifts and abilities and talents of people, even just as we celebrated the worship team and things that are innately just gifted to do, like Jacob on those drums, man. I mean, it's in his bloodline, you know? His, um, He comes from a very gifted family, musically, from right here, right here in East LA, you know? Uh, and he, he, he serves that, he uses that thing to worship God. Isn't that awesome? But the brother is talented. And he's doing his thing out there. But he's, you know, a blessing in the house of God. And I'm just here just to, try, just to highlight some of those. But I'm here to say that in the presence of God is where God will begin to position you so you can attend to what you're called to do, what you're called to serve in, how you're called to be a blessing to the environment that God has placed you in. All right, I was just talking to another young adult, 20 years old over the phone. And he's like a smart, he's a smart little dude. And and I'm like, "Man, like, you know what's inside of you? I'm here to help you discover what's inside of you. I want I want to release what's inside of you." And he was mentioning what he's gone to school for. He's done some creative stuff and take and and he in photography and work in those creative programs. I'm like, "Yes!" Hallelujah, release that thing. Operate in that thing, amen? Other people, you know, um, up in here, you just gifted and have a heart for a certain area and the presence of God on your life. When God's presence begins to move and operate in your life, you can't help but start to serve somebody. That we were created to serve God and we serve God by serving others. But it starts with worship in the presence of God. When, when I first got saved, I didn't really think I had much of a story. I didn't really think that, I, that my story was really all that valid. I questioned it. I, I don't know why. I just did. I was like, man, I don't know, because I had some friends, man, that And some of you that know are like, what are you talking about, Pastor Sean? you got a crazy story, right? God's done some things. But when I first got saved as a teenager, I didn't really think I had much of a story until I shared it, until I served somebody with it. And I stepped back from the platform. I was like, oh my goodness. God, there is something there. Forgive me for questioning it that whole time, because I was around friends. My best friend, man, I mean, he like, he OD'd on, on all kind of drugs at one time, had some crazy overdose, took him to the hospital, and, and his story's wild. Like, he had this experience with God, he's like high on dope, felt like he was about to die and all this, and God saved him. Like, one day we brought him to church, prayed for him, he prayed, asked Jesus into his life, and now, I don't know, He just turned into a preacher overnight or something. I'm like, man, that's crazy, right? <laughs> How did that happen? Um, and so, it's a powerful story, it's a powerful story. But I'm here to tell you right now that there's something There's something unique, I'm just, I just feel in my heart today just to confirm and just tell you that everything you've been through, all the experience in your life, all the struggles in your life, all the victories in your life, that talent, that ability, don't hide it, don't, don't, don't sit on it, uh, you know, allow God to breathe on it, release that thing. You're gifted, you're anointed, you're called, you got a story, amen? Hallelujah. Everybody say this with me. Say, the glory of God God positions me me for purpose. Say this with me. Say, God's glory glory is the most important thing. thing. Say this with me. Say, worship Worship releases releases God's God's goodness goodness and mercy. mercy. Wow, they got him up with me. Hey, thank you. Appreciate that. All right, here. I'm going to close with this. This is what, the and if you're taking notes, I'm going to give you four things real quick. They won't be on the screens, um, but I'm going to close with this. This is what God's presence empowers people to do, right here. This is what God's presence does. Okay, number one, if, you, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. I want to teach you something here before we pray, is number one, know God. This is what God's presence does, is it empowers people to know God, period. Empowers people to know God, all right? I got three more and then we're gonna pray. No God. Everybody say, No God. No God. Number two, find freedom. Find freedom. All right, thank you over here on the left side for your participation. Everybody say, Find freedom. Find freedom. So, the presence of God, when the presence of God is there, the reason we worship is because He's worthy, He's God, and He will respond with His presence. And this is what His presence does. It starts with worship. From our perspective, It starts with worship. Know God and find freedom. How many times have I been in the presence of God because of growing up in a home where I was sexually molested from as early as I can remember, given weed and alcohol as a a six-year-old, and growing up in that environment. I I had a conversation with my wife last night. We were watching a documentary about this football player that kind of grew up the way I grew up. And to watch this man's life and the destruction it caused, I told my wife, what would I be like right now at the ripe young age I am? Somebody say amen. What would I be like now without the presence of God? My wife knows my story. She's like, (laughs) she was like, good Lord. I'll tell you right now, I'd have been on medication by now, big time. I would have had some serious emotional problems. I'm not saying I'm perfect, and I'm not down on anybody if that's a part of your journey. I'm just saying that the way I grew up does not produce healthy people. Sin, addiction, abuse, abandonment. presence of God. I found freedom. And I keep finding freedom. I'm not all there yet, but I keep finding freedom. And I'm telling you right now, it's not, it's not because I just buckle down and try to do right. And there's times we just got to choose to do right even when we feel like doing something stupid. Somebody say amen. amen. But I'm saying the presence of God is where I found freedom. Telling you right now, time and time again, much of my Christian life coming to the Lord at first. Man, I was just weeping, weeping him, crying in my in my dad's room, just going to pray, just try, just trying to get free from this stuff, getting in the presence of God. Leaders praying for me. My wife doing an altar call, praying over people. The presence of God. Only God. There's I got all kind of stuff I dealt with, and it only God could help me with. You got all kind of stuff you're walking through, and I'm here to tell you that only God can help you with some of that. It's a presence. Know God. Find freedom. There's two more. Number three, this is what the presence of God does for us, empowers us to discover purpose. Get in the presence of God. You're going to know God. Get in the presence of God. You're going to have a deeper knowledge of God. Get in the presence of God. You're going to get find freedom. Get in the presence of God. You're going to go into deeper levels of freedom. Get in the presence of God. You're going to discover purpose. He's going to unpack that thing. There's so much inside of you you don't even know everything that he put in you. There's so much inside of you, so much depth inside of you, so much purpose, and design, and intent inside of you. And you say, man, I grew up crazy. I did this and that. And I tell you what, God's gonna put all that up in there. He's gonna mix it up like pasole. It's gonna be something amazing. Get the big old and get the stuff from the bottom. The stuff from the bottom. How many of you like the big colander? You're like, look, don't just skip it. I ain't trying to eat broth. Give me, give me some of the hominy and some of the pork and all that and then sprinkle the onions and the cabbage and then sprinkle some limon on top of it. Amen. This little white boy knows what he's talking about. All the Hispanics said amen. Yeah. <laughs> Martino over here, he's like, man, quit talking about pozole because I'm hungry right now. No, like... I. Discover purpose. There's provision. Check it out. I was on my way up here. I had to jump in an Uber to come up here this week, and I forgot my wallet, so I didn't have any money. I was going to be here all day, and I was meeting with Moses, our usher leader. I'm like, dang, I hope Moses has money because I'm going to be hungry. For real, I'm like, dang, that's so bad. Hey, Moses want to meet with me? By the way, can we go get some lunch? I'll get you next time. Anybody ever do that to you? And they never get you back. You're like, come on now. Anyway. No, but I can't. I can't. I was like, man. started to get a little nervous, man. I'm like, man, I'm coming up here in the morning, not going to leave till later at night. I'm like, I'm going to be hungry. Somebody say man. And I, we have this little fridge back here. I opened the fridge, and I saw this plastic bag in there. I was like, what is that? Opened it up. It was a big old bowl of pozole and a little baggie of cabbage. A little baggie of limon all chopped up in fours. And a, and a little baggie of onions. I was like, the Lord provides? And, and Vanessa, our kids director, was like, earlier that week, she was like, hey, I'm, my mom's making basoli. I was like, seriously? Cool. And she's like, yeah, I'll get you some, right? And I thought about it. I was like, this could be that. I don't know, but I feel the Lord leading me to eat it anyway. <laughs> I pulled up a little table sitting over here in the lounge. I mean, I could, it was huge. I only ate like half of it. But I was like, man, that was amazing. But I did find out it was that. So thank you, Mama, for that pasole. Come on, give it up. <laughs> Discover purpose. What does that have to do with pasole? There's provision on the road of obedience. <laughs> Even when you don't come through yourself, God's got you. Just keep moving in the right direction. <laughs> I got some leftover pozole back there if you want to take some. Here's number four here. I'm almost done here. I'm going to end with this. Make a difference. Empowers us to make a difference. Here we go. I'm going to say them again. This is what the presence of God does. This is what worship's all about. It's not just so I can know God. There's something powerful about your worship because if you worship just like you're supposed to worship, lifting your hands, giving God praise, there's people around you that don't quite know God like you, but if you do what you're called to do, they're going to be like, oh my goodness, I need some of that. They're going to know God. Everybody say, know God. Everybody say, find freedom. freedom. Everybody say, discover purpose. purpose. Everybody say, "Make make a difference. That's what we're called to do. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Thank you for listening to the Sanctuary LA podcast. Tune in again next week and stay awesome and be blessed.